How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where essentially I want to talk about something that's kind of uh, near and dear to uh, my family, essentially, and that is the situation that's going on in Colombia at the moment. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, for the last, I want to say about five days now, um, the people of Colombia have been protesting out there. And you've probably heard about it already on the news. It, be, it started to become like mainstream, at, like starting yesterday, just because of, of some protesters um, getting killed by what the equivalent is of um, like a special riot police, I guess, um, in Colombia. And the situation it's it's pretty bad out there. So essentially. Um, last year or because of the pandemic, since the pandemic has started, uh, Colombia's GDP or the amount of money that the country generates in a given, uh, time period and during, uh, from the pandemic, since the pandemic started, their GDP dropped about 7%. And so the poverty rate over there was somewhere in the low thirties, but because of that drop in the GDP and uh, obviously, because of the pandemic and closures and and everything of that nature, uh, the poverty level dropped or went up from thirty percent to about forty five, nearly fifty percent. So, uh, people out there are definitely struggling at the moment, and it's unfortunate because when I was living out there, Colombia was doing phenomenally well, and this is um, five years now, six years, sorry, six years ago. Oh, actually, it was more than that. So, so crazy to think about now. How long ago was it? Uh, so, yeah, like seven years ago when I first moved out there. Um, seven and a half years ago. I Man, I can't even, like, I'm so bad with time right now. Yeah, it's been like seven and a half years. So, for seven and a half years, uh, or seven and a half years ago when I first moved out there, Columbia was doing phenomenal. They were getting a lot of foreign investment. Venezuela was doing fine um, at the time. And there was just a lot of money flowing into Colombia. Tons and tons of it, honestly. Out of all the Latin American countries, that one was doing probably the best. And it was just because of how much of uh, American investments were going on in there. Um, and when I was living out there, it's it didn't seem too much of a difference between the capital of Colombia, which is Bogota, compared to like living in life of in New York City. Uh, very, very similar, kind of different at the same time. It was like a mixture of New York and London, but very modern, like in, in, in the richer areas, very modern. Obviously, when you got to the poorer areas, it wasn't the case, but you'll run into that situation pretty much everywhere around the world. It's just the unfortunate truth of the world that we live in. Um, there is a, Colombia suffers the same issues that, a lot of other countries do when it comes to income inequality. But when I was living out there, and again, this is like during a time period where Colombia was doing really well. A lot of money was going through there. Unemployment was super low. Um, I still could tell the different, the vast difference between the wealthy, um, like the upper class and like the lower class. It was night and day, honestly, like night, night and day. In Colombia, during it, that same time period, uh, what made it kind of go through a period of like economic expansion, everything of that nature, 
was the development of a middle class because for a long time in its history, and just like every Latin American country, there was always a huge disparity between the very rich and the very poor. It was like the in- income inequality was vast back in, in um, the history of Latin America. And it was like that for a long time until, like I said, a lot of investments were going on there. A lot of money was starting to circulate. And then some people that were like at the upper tier of the um, lower income individuals started to make a good, a considerable amount of money that put them in um, essentially what is our middle class here in the U.S. as well. And so with the middle class and the upper class, um, they were definitely living a, a, a pretty good life. And the lower class, or not lower class, excuse me, the lower income individuals were uh, still kind of dealing with with issues, but just nowhere near as bad as it, uh, nowhere near as bad as it is now. And um, like I said, it. I mean, obviously, if you go anywhere in the world where there's um, the unfortunate circumstance of a lot of poor, there's um, like poor areas. There's this circumstance of like high high levels of crime and everything of that nature, and the same is the truth in Colombia. But those areas were not vast. It was like a minority in the bigger cities of Colombia, which led me to believe that Colombia was doing really well, and they were starting like a lot of areas were starting to expand and 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 grow. And honestly, uh, if it wasn't for the fact that the U.S. dollar was becoming so strong, I would still be living out there to this day. Um, it's just that while I was living out there, the dollar started to become a strong currency again, and, and it started to not make any sense making money in Colombia and then trying to convert it to U S dollars because I had my obligations out here still. It, it just, it wasn't smart. And so eventually I made the decision to come out here to see if it would work out to like try to live again in the States and it ended up working out. And you know, this is where I'm at now. Uh, I have been for, for quite a bit now. And what you're seeing now is a direct reflection on that income inequality at the moment, because because of this pandemic, those that were in the middle class were also affected now. And all that wealth that they had generated recently pretty much had disappeared. They had lost their jobs. They were furloughed. Um, And Colombia has a lot of great social programs to help people out. But that country does not generate the same amount of money that America does, for instance. And so when they were borrowing money, essentially, to fund these social programs to kind of keep their citizens afloat while this pandemic was ravaging the world, um, the country was starting to develop debt, and they needed to take care of that debt. Because unlike America, for instance, where we could borrow a ton of debt and still be viewed as like a very strong credit, uh, like... um, a credit user, essentially because we have so so much wealth that's generated in America, we can run the debt pretty high, which is still not smart, but we can because we just generate a lot of wealth out here in this country. For other countries that are emerging markets, that's not the case. When they start to develop a, a, enough debt, they're viewed as a risk because they don't have an established industry really that's going to keep them afloat essentially even during difficult times and so countries just like individuals they have their own credit um credit lines as well and or your credit scores essentially and it's rated like in a from an a to d ranking and um 
Colombia did not want to risk having their credit line degre- uh, downgraded because when you go down in grades, so like if you go from an, like a triple A to a double A to a regular A to a triple B to a double B, like as you start to go down in, in uh, letters, your amount of interest that you have to pay on the debt that you owe starts to go up. And interest can mean a lot, especially when you're talking about billions of dollars borrowed. We're talking about big differences in percentages. And so Colombia, to try to alleviate that, they're, uh, the president, in conjunction with his uh, essentially secretary of treasury, uh, came up with a plan to start taxing common goods for ev- essentially for anyone making slightly above the poverty rate. And so that essentially targeted almost everyone, people that were in the middle class, like I said, that were just like in America, struggling because of the pandemic, but also the rich. But the rich clearly have enough money to kind of cope with that because they would be paying essentially the same percentage. It was just a flat increase. It wasn't like a, a gradient difference in, in tax amount. It was like once you made above slightly above the poverty rate, everyone paid the same amount in a percentage of taxes. Um, and that tax money obviously was going to go into kind of funding all these social programs that Colombia had established during the pandemic. And what's making the situation even worse now is because of Brazil's lack of managing of their pandemic, essentially having a horrible president and just doing everything as backwards and having a, a, a worse of COVID-19 variant, the, the Brazilian variant, which makes it more transmissible, that has slowly leaked into Colombia because they are neighboring countries. And so Colombia had a reemergence of, of COVID-19. Now they're doing pretty bad. And... So you have this reemergence of the pandemic. Essentially, industries had to kind of shut down again. And so because of all of that, um, now you're in a position where Colombia, it looks, the situation in Colombia looks dire from an economic perspective. And, um, you know, then they have that looming credit line downgrade that's potentially going to happen if they don't generate, you know, some guaranteed ways of making money to pay off those debts. And so they tried to pass this tax, but the people uh, were not for that. And clearly you can understand why the, the reason is because they don't have the money right now to pay for an increase in taxes. And this tax was going to affect everything, common goods, transportation, fuel. Like it, it was like a, a broad tax on almost everything. And so, and then the amount of people that it was targeting was vast, super vast. And so the people kind of, because of the pandemic and everything of that nature, and finally uh, they went out and protested. And they used this as a means to kind of justify why they were protesting, essentially saying that, look, this pandemic or, or these, this tax is not justified during a time like right now. We understand that you have to, come up with additional ways to make money, but this is not the right way to do it. And so people were protesting. But then the protest kind of evolved from there to now because eventually the president of Colombia backed down and backed down from um, wanting to pass legislation to increase these taxes I was describing. But people are still protesting. And now what they're protesting about is more the inequalities now because they could tell how big of a difference it is. Like if you go to Colombia and you look at the nice areas, the nice areas are doing completely fine. 
but the areas where um, people would be, you know, like living as middle class individuals or, or lower income individuals, it's different, right? The situation is a lot different for the, their areas. And so it's a lot clearer too in Latin American countries than it is probably in America and other uh, more developed countries. Because the middle class is still a relatively new idea. Like I said, for a long time in the history of Latin America, there's always been a huge disparity between wealth and, and poor. Um, and so now you have people protesting about these inequalities and how the government needs to do more to kind of help support those that are not in the same fortunate position as those that are wealthy. And I look at the situation in Colombia and I'm, I'm seeing that this, like what's going on there is going to happen around the world. And it's starting there, but it's going to spread in other areas. And I'm afraid for what that means because that could potentially mean for more violence in certain areas. But I feel like if we just look at Colombia and just say, man, that sucks for them, and then just end the conversation there as an average American, which, I mean, let's be honest, most average Americans probably can't think of anything but just what's going on in America. But if you did just under, like, if you did know about the situation in Colombia and, and just thought to yourself, oh, it's Colombia that sucks for them, and you don't have any family or anyone that you know that's from Colombia, you know, that's, that's one way to address it. Um, that's not unique to you. I mean, everyone's guilty of doing that one at one point in their life. But I would definitely like to highlight the fact that that's not going to be just a Colombia issue because the issues that they have in their country uh, exist everywhere in the world. And this pandemic has shown that already, that those that had a ton of money made a lot more money during the pandemic and those that were in the middle class and and under suffered. And this was one of the very few situations in life where most of the time when there's a crisis, the people that suffer tend to be just the lower income individuals, but you get these rare instances. And and I mean, in my generation, it hasn't become a rare instance, but technically rare situations where this it didn't just affect the lower income individuals. It affected everyone that wasn't wealthy. And so you're having those same issues in this country. And we're just one, like, I feel like that's why the, the president, the current president and his administration is really trying to address like social programs and really trying to help. Because I think if they didn't do that, you would see uh, uh, probably the same issues that's going on in Colombia happening here as well. And so um, it sucks. It's unfortunate. I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on it just because I have a lot of family that lives out there in Colombia. Luckily, they're not be personally affected by any of the rioting that's been going on out there and protesting. Um, but who knows? That situation could get worse. It can get better. So I'm hoping for the best. And um, Colombia's my my second home. It's It's my... That's, I am, I am Colombian. And so what's going on there definitely affects me as much as I sometimes um, act as an American and don't really live up to my Latin heritage much. You know, the things that do go on in my country do personally matter to me as well. And so I'm hoping for the best. And I hope that all my friends and, and family members out there 
stay safe, especially because not just because of the protests, but also because of the the pandemic and how it's getting worse out there again. And it's unfortunate that we have a situation where um, other countries that have a ton of money are, are absorbing all the vaccine, the global vaccine supply, and essentially making it impossible for other countries to get their own supplies to take care of their people. So um, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Uh, I don't know really what to to end that on a note, but just, you know, if you're not informed, stay informed, you know, follow the news. It's pretty important what's going on out there. And, uh, as always, thank you guys so much and I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.